I think we can all agree it feels good to be superior to everybody else in that little Caesars. What's my, what's my man chowing down on? <laughs> Wait, Wendy's? Wendy's? Oh, hell yeah. You get a son of a Baconator? Yeah. I got the little yeah. baby one. The See, baby one. The son of the Baconator is way better. I, I do, do like, like it. Um, you know, Wendy's I've found the the smaller like like the what are the little ones called? Um, junior. Uh, it's not Junior. What's the other one? Oh man, I I what don't go to Wendy's called? that often, so I don't really I don't have oh a, a double a double stack. That's what it is. The little double stacks. That's the. Just the smaller like the burger at Wendy's, the better it is. I don't know why. It's like a better <laughs> ratio, I swear. That's science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to level 46 of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast, a podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of vidja. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live well, semi-live, that is, from Southern California, and on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse. Oh, wow. The Japanese jigglypuff of our podcast, <laughs> Vactor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> and our very own Black History Month expert, the always angry, <laughs> Jeff W., the second. <laughs> and he, so he, and he doxed me. <laughs> and I'm Mexican. Chacho. Sometimes we wear stretchy pants in our room. It's for fun. <laughs> and inside a man, you find his nucleus. Yeah. <laughs> it says in the script, insert Nacho Libre quote. And I decided to go with two, the two I could remember. Do you know that I've had diarrheas since Easter's? <laughs> Man, that was a good movie. That was the one. That was one that Vector and I actually no Vector might have been gone by that point. But in my late late tenure in Hollywood video, that was one I would put on quite a bit. Was Nacho Libre, and then people would say, uh, "I want to rent Nacho Libre," and I'll say, "We're all out," and they'll say, "What about the one playing?" And I'll be like. That's my copy. Just lie to him. <laughs> I wouldn't give it to him. <laughs> my copy. <laughs> we, should right, power rank, we, we should power rank Jack's movies at some point. That was 2006. That's right. That's around. Yeah, Ooh. around. I think I ended up leaving around 2008, maybe ish. I don't really remember. It doesn't matter because what really matters is the listeners, all 10 of you, you need to go out there and give us a five star review on the old Apple Podcasts or Spotify, especially, I'm just throwing this out there. This is coming from absolutely nowhere, you guys. Especially if your name is Tommy. You need (laughs) to go out there and leave (laughs) us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That's a name I just pulled out of nowhere. So if there's a Tommy (laughs) listening, go ahead and do your due diligence. Mm. That's all I got to say. This week, we've got a big week. We're going to be talking the next generation of DC movies and TV. Now, you might ask yourself, aren't you guys a video game podcast? Well, there's video game related news in that. So that's what justifies it. Also, we're Sandbox Gamers After Dark, so we can talk about whatever we want. We've played some video games this week, and we're going to talk about Last of Us Episode 3. 
So let's move on to our strategy guide section, Vactor. Oh, wait. We're not going to move on to the strategy guide section because I forgot to say the most important thing on the entire podcast. Jeff W. <laughs> is always DTF. Down he to did, He didn't butt. forget. That was an act. He didn't forget. No, 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 no. I'm going to say it again, actually. Jeff <laughs> W. is always DTF, everybody. <laughs> If there's one thing you can count on Jeff W for being, it's being DTF down to talk fun. Okay, let's go back <laughs> or take it away. Oh yeah, this week DC announced their chapter one, not phase one, chapter one in their new TV. I guess multimedia because it's TV, movies, video games, animation, all of those things, all in one. They announced it finally. James Gunn. After all this talk, he finally walked the walk and told us what the start of his eight to 10 year plan was. So I'm just going to read off these things. And then I want you both to tell me what you're most looking forward to. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Creature Commandos is an animated television show. Waller is a live action television show. Superman Legacy is a live action film. Lanterns is a live action TV show. The Authority is a live-action film. Paradise Lost is a live-action TV show. The Brave and the Bold is a live-action film. Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is a live-action film. Booster Gold is a live-action TV show. And Swamp Thing is a live-action film. So out of those, Jeff W., what are you looking forward to the most? Man. Um, Shoot. So it's tough. So I would... Man. I'd probably say... Just for the concept alone and like the way he said it right now, uh, I would say the Lanterns TV show. Yes. And that one described it as true detective. Yeah. True detective with with lanterns. And it's on Earth. If I read that interview, he did correctly. Correct. Um, So that's on Earth. So I'm man, if they can do because I feel like Green Lantern has been like let's just say shit on, I guess is and, and rightfully so. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, uh, at least like, like the Ryan Reynolds movie, right? Like, would you, Vactor just shook oh, his head. Movie. No, I thought you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't agree. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. The movie, saying, no one likes the movie. Well, saying if you think, if you, if you said green lantern, like to a regular, like movie TV film audience, they would all be like, well, that, that one shitty Ryan Reynolds one, you know, mm-hmm. I think that would be like your general reaction. Right. Um, Whereas I feel like this could be the start of the redemption of of that character. Uh, you also and, have to remember all of these are going to be HBO. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, it's just there's going to be. I feel like you know, just total freedom here, and like I think uh, you know, this has been kind of the, the announcement I've been waiting for, right? Like I, when I when Gun took over, I was super hyped. And then I've been kind of waiting for him to to lay out his plan a little bit, you know. And uh, the only thing that sucks about all this is that actually it's going to take like a couple years to get yeah. to this the point of where we're seeing these. We're not going to um, get most of these until twenty twenty five. Yeah, but twenty twenty five is going to be a very good year because it's we're going to have a Superman and a Batman movie in twenty twenty five. They said their goal was to release two releases a year. Um, so we'll see if, if that happens. Yep. Wonder Rob, what are you most looking forward to? 
out of all of these things, I think the one I'm looking forward to the most is um, all of them because I'm looking forward to them all equally less, if that makes sense. What? I'm not particularly looking forward to any. <laughs> Why? HDC. <laughs> what? Uh, but if I had to pick, because I can see uh, Vactor has a gun in his hand and he's holding it up to a picture of my child. So I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, so I guess I'm going to have to pick one. I think <laughs> I'd actually be interested in seeing a, him take on Superman the most yeah. Yeah. because everything we've seen James Gunn do so far in regards to comic book movies is that he he's done two things consistently. He's ta- done team movies with obscure characters and he's done this the same humor in all of them meaning they'll be talking about subject a subject a subject a and then they'll offshoot you can't you're not supposed to put lettuce on a cheeseburger (laughs) and have a whole argument about that for a second and then go back to whatever it is think think about it Mm -hmm. peacemaker that's exactly how the humor is uh, but r-rated guardians of the galaxy um the suicide squad they're all like arguing over semantics over some stupid thing every two seconds, which is funny, but I don't think that can apply to Superman. And so I'd be more interested in seeing how he's going to adapt Superman and how he's going to take that. He's going to step away. I would assume from his James Gunn formula and do something new. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most seconded by the brave and the bold. Um, But I, I'm not, I'm not super thrilled about any of this myself, but because I, I don't have a deep history or a deep connection when it comes to DC properties, just in general, mm-hmm. outside of Batman. Um, they're making two super people movies. They're making a Wonder Woman prequel mm-hmm. series. Yes. Well, they're doing, they're also doing a black Superman show as well. Or is it a show or is it a movie factor? Well, that, that's, that's going to be an Elseworlds, I bet. Yes. Yeah. If it if yeah. it even happens, and that's mm-hmm. another thing that there's a bunch of projects that were already in the works, and that was the Black Superman project. J.J. Abrams has a Superman project. Like there's a bunch of those things, and those are all going to be in the same group as Matt Reeves' The Batman Part Two and yeah. Todd Phillips' Joker Part Two. Folly ado. Both of those are Elseworlds, so it's like a what if, like Marvel's what if, but for DC. So the, there's going to be those offshoots and there's going to be this main DC universe, which is what I've been wanting for the longest time because it felt like everything DC was releasing was so like, well, that Batman v Superman is over there and then Wonder Woman's over here and then Shazam's over here. Like they never felt connected to me. And that's what mm-hmm. was so great about Marvel. So I like that he said that all of these are going to tie into each other. All of them are going to be connected, and he's trying to get all of the actors, the same actors, to play their roles across TV, movies, and video games. And that's where I thought this conversation would be interesting because the the video games, we have not had very good DC video games. Besides Rocksteady games, yeah, there has not those. been a whole lot of great DC games. So I'm glad that he actually mentioned that in his announcement, like most people, I think they would just focus on the TV and the movies, but for him to say, number one, that he cared about 
video games and that he cared about story. Like he was like, the number one thing above all is, are these good stories? And that's what I want. I want Mm -hmm. there to be the best stories possible. So I really like what he's doing there. Now there was like a mini controversy. We talked about this with my Treknopod co-host Shoff in our side discord, me and Rob this morning mm-hmm. about video, video game voice actors or just voice actors in general. And let's get Jeff's take on this since we didn't have Jeff in the chat earlier. Shoff told us his opinions, Rob. He was very vocal. His gun to your son's picture was very <laughs> prominent. But I want to hear Jeff's thoughts. So basically this is the argument, Jeff. So, if you have those actors that are in movies and TV, mm-hmm. if you're forcing them into the video game, you're taking away jobs from, you know, where voice actors or actors that would have normally gotten those roles. Like, for example, Tara Strong, who, oh, you know, does a great Harley Quinn. We've got R.I.P. Kevin Conroy, but back in the day, Kevin Conroy doing Batman. So do you think it's a good thing to take, those jobs away because you're having that connected universe and you're hearing the Mm -hmm. same voices that you're seeing on the screen? Or do you think it's a bad thing? And do you think it's even going to happen because (laughs) of how video, we know how the video game, you know, how long it takes to make video games, the Mm -hmm. development times and the complexity of video games. Is it even going to happen? So I have like 10 other things to say about the gun, all the gun stuff too, but this in particular, um, I, is it is it gonna take away? I mean, I know it technically would take away gonna. that particular <laughs> job, but I mean, like, I, I mean, I think there's a world where like Tara Strong and like all of the well known voice actors for for the Bat stuff uh, would have you know DC Else worlds. Like, it seems like that's kind of his like, hey, like this is where your projects can live, like outside of like our cohesive thing. I mean, I think he probably should be doing this because like, like if you're and you think about it, in the future, we're going to have two Batmans, probably two active Batmans, like, which has never really happened, right? Like, I saw somebody try to say, like, well, it's happening now with Affleck and Pattinson. No, no. The only Batman right now is Pattinson. There is no current movie. Like, in a in a future world, you could have two Batman movies released in the same year with two different Batmans, right? Mm-hmm. Like you mean I think two if, bat two Batman movies starring Batman? Yes. Not Batman is featured in another movie. Right. Right. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't even really do his own Batman movie ever. Because right? soon yeah, there's going to be three. Technically, we get yeah. Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he comes back, yeah. and uh, and he's killing people. Um. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think i don't think this will actually take away a ton like i would be surprised if he's totally canceling all projects where these people could you know show up um as as their main like like if tara strong doesn't do harley quinn i would be kind of surprised you know there's no projects for her to do that because obviously she's been the voice for that uh i think she was doing it back on the 90s animated right i think she was that was her no the original or was it arkham city was the first one so okay arkham the actress from batman the animated series did it for the first arkham asylum and then okay uh she took tara strong took over on the second game yeah but i feel like she's been well known for that since yeah i feel like yeah but that's i guess that's the argument jeff is what if it does take her out off like Instead mm-hmm. of the the Suicide versus Justice League game that's coming up, what if they yeah. had taken her off? 
because James Gunn said, okay, she can't do it. That whoever's uh, Margot Robbie has to do it. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's my, I, I think it's a question. good thing Okay, only because and it's, I know it's not good that people lose jobs. Like, but that's like, that's not like what's happening here. Like, I don't think it's, it, and I and actually, it's funny. He said this about Cavill. He's like, it's not that they fired Henry Cavill. He just didn't get hired. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, if you're like, it's, I'm looking at it more of that situation. Like, and also someone needs to take the reins here on, on DC. And he also says that in the interview that DC did not, what was his quote factor? Something like they didn't care about the mint. They didn't give a shit about their own properties at Warner brothers. Like mm-hmm. somebody, I like, like somebody's going to have to be told no. Like, so if you're going to lose a job, like, like the rock, like, I don't give a fuck about The Rock as Black Adam. Like, it just get rid of this, honest, like, from my perspective. Well, that was one like, of those... you know, like, it just needs was, to go. Yeah, the uh, Black Adam point. thing was the same thing I was talking about, where it felt mm-hmm. like that was not connected to the other thing. Him yeah. not even being connected to Shazam, which in the comics, you can't really have those two things without each other. So it made no sense in the movie. They, they, <laughs> they had that... The guy... Mm-hmm. Um, blanking on his name but he was in guardians of the galaxy right. but he was playing the wizard in shazam and in black adam that was the only tie that they had between each other right so i want them to be connected i don't want them to be all right this movie's over here this movie's over here that's yeah. like if they made a venom movie with no spider-man yeah yeah right. and that's the problem that's what <laughs> yeah. i don't like and, and yeah those are such outliers in that marvel stuff right like think well, about like sony x-men that's, yeah like right you think about all those things. Like I'm just saying, like the How Marvel about Craven properties. the Hunter guys. Yeah, <laughs> do a movie about him. <laughs> like, like imagine if we had X Men and Spider Man from the jump in this new, like, you know, post twenty. What when was the first Avengers or Iron 20, Man? 06? or two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, like let's say like two thousand eight, they had control of X Men and mm-hmm. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Like we would have just the quality would have been up. So that's why I'm going to say this is a good thing because at some point somebody needs to take over it. In James Gunn's interview, it seemed like that's 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 what he's trying to do is just have control and somebody just steering the ship. You know, like Feige's doing that over at Marvel. You know, and it's he's not firing people like he probably is, but it's like you know, at some point somebody has to make a decision on like what's good enough for your fr- franchises, right? Well, I think that's good what you're saying for TV and movies, but my question is more the video game side of. If we have people that we like in video games as the actors, like we keep going back to Tara Strong because she's like the biggest Nolan name. North. Yeah, let's say Nolan North gets taken off of a game. It's that Chris, remember that Chris Rock argument that they had where it was like he was at the Oscars and he was like, "I got paid a million dollars to say one line, whatever it was." Oh, that, yeah. and then all the actual <laughs> voice actors got upset because they're like, "Wow, this is like an actual job that you know we." fight and scrap for and he gets because he's chris rock he gets the yeah. prefer preferential treatment and he gets yeah. the paid more than we do i think that's the same thing with this video game thing it's th- the argument that is made for those voice actors who already have jobs in video games and that's their livelihood and i say voice actors they're really just actors they're not you know specifically voice actors but let's say they get the majority of their work on video games um, actually, Yuri, Yuri Lowenthal is an actor that I'm thinking of for Spider-Man. He does the Spider-Man voice on the PlayStation game. What if they took him off? 
because they had to put Tom Holland in there. Like, I wouldn't like that. That to me, the video games can be separate and pick whoever the best talent is and keep the movies and uh, TV shows and movies. Keep that same, the same actors. Like we're having Amanda Waller. She's getting her TV show. Uh, Viola Davis is playing her and she has been playing her in the movies and then in Peacemaker. So that's cool to have the same one instead of, all right, CW has this flash. And then now we're going to have Ezra Miller over here as this flash. It makes more sense to have them all the same um, actor. So that's what I think. Rob, what -hmm. do you think? I think it's a silly argument. Tara Strong, Troy Baker, or uh, (laughs) uh, uh, these other people can all keep their jobs. Anything that they're in is just Elseworlds. Yep. It's just that's Elseworlds. Exactly Anything that's think, not yeah. within this continuity is considered an Elseworld. Well, so I, think- I guess, well, what my, my, just to play devil's advocate, let's say that they don't do that. Like the, the, the person who is creating the video game gets told, you know, whoever uh, James Gunn comes in is like, you can't have an Elseworlds. You have to put this actor in there. Do you think that's a good thing? Like, we don't know if any of this is confirmed or yeah. not. But uh, that, that, personally speaking, that does not bother me in the slightest because I know these people aren't going to be out of work. Like, it's not like Tara Strong's relying on that Harley Quinn voiceover in a video game to pay her rent. You know what I mean? Well, she may not be the best because she's like the top, maybe the bottom guys. It's like they're struggling to get these roles and then they get taken out because. Oh, here's a Hollywood talent that came in because sure. they had already been cast. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can look at that, but I also know that there's no and again, this is an outsider looking in that there's not really a shortage of voiceover work in video games either. Mm-hmm. Um it to me personally, it doesn't it doesn't really bother me if I'm not getting Tara Strong as Harley Quinn in the in the Superman legacy game or the Brave and the Bold video game. Like that's not it, I don't know. It just doesn't particular, particularly bother me. It's just in, it's an interesting idea because we've had video game based on properties for years. You know, the Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. And they would not get the actual actor to come in and do their voice. They would get like a sound alike to come in and do Iron Man. They didn't get, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, they didn't get Tobey Maguire or whatever it was. And I remember I as think a they kid, might have gotten Robert Downey Jr. actually to do the video game. Which there was a Iron so. Man game. There was one that I think there Toby was one Maguire did Spider Man three. Mm. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, there was a bunch of them that when I was a kid, I was like, man, I wish they had the actual actor because it would have been seamless. I think it would have been, you know, complete in my eyes. But as a kid, I was like, oh yeah that actor probably didn't want to lower himself to go do the video game, whatever. He just wanted the, the TV. I think or the Chris movie. Evans might've done the captain America game too. Now that I think about it, there was a captain America game. Yeah. Dang, <laughs> man. Hugh well, Jackman but, did not do the Wolverine game though. I don't, think. <laughs> but, uh, to, to say to again, I'll find I think, it for you back there. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. And while, while, while Rob looks that up, I just think that like when it ultimately comes down to it, you know, he seems to be on the right track. Like, I don't think, like, I don't see James Gunn shooting down, like, you know, I'm sure, you know, anything can happen, but like, he seems open to the right things. Like, he's not here to just like get rid of people, but he's also not going to let you 
like sit there and struggle. Like he says in that interview, where he's like, "Hey, if something's not working, we're we're gonna just address. We're gonna have to address it. Like it's it can't be like, you know, we're not just gonna continue. They're basically not gonna like Zack Snyder this, where like clearly this isn't quite like clicking like you want it to, and then you get like five more movies that look like Zack Snyder movies, you know, and so that to me is like the the best thing is it seems like he's he's open to like, hey. Like you do your thing and then we can, and I think that's where the else world is actually going to be like huge because I think it's going to be everything outside of his story arc and out of whatever they're going to do in flashpoint. Like if that doesn't happen, whatever the event is in flashpoint that happens, like then I think you're going to be considered else world. So like all those animated movies they do at DC, which has probably been some of their best like things they've put out over the last like decade and a half. Right. I think you would agree Vector. Like, I think that will go under the DC, like the else world's banner. And then you can, you can do those cause they'll be separate from his, his universe. And then you can kind of, you know, maneuver within that. Like, like you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, See, I just don't think it's going to like take things away. Like, yeah, I think that's the, how he's going to, that's what I'm saying, Jeff, Jeff yeah. gets well, the, it. The problem is, the only thing we know for sure is the stuff that had already been in the works, like the Batman two, like the Joker two, those were already in the works when James Gunn came do, in. Do you think, hold on, hold on a second though. Do you think he would have canceled those given the chance? No, I, I don't think he would. Right. Like say, let's say they were just under development. Like, I don't think he, uh, I don't think, I think he's just like, Hey, like these guys clearly have something like you need to just let them, yeah, to well, let them I'm sure go, he would yeah, figure right. something out else out. Yeah. And he's overseeing the brand in general, and those are good for the brand. Yeah, so I don't the same think he would have canceled it. Same thing yeah. with Teen Titans Go. That's a show that's been going on, which Rob's son has been watching. But it's still going because, from what I heard, it doesn't cost a lot of money to make it, and it like brings in a ton of money in yeah. revenue and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think stuff that was already successful, he was going to continue. But what you're saying, Jeff, I think from what I heard, he's going to do that in the main DC universe as far as different giving different directors leeway to make their movies look different yeah. in the main DC universe, not in Elseworlds. So he's going to give people what they like, give them their space on both sides. Like I said, the mm-hmm. problem is we don't have any confirmation besides the stuff that was already in the works. We don't know of any. He didn't announce anything that's going to be brand new that's going to mm-hmm. be Elseworlds. Everything he announced was the main DC universe. Well, and there's going to the, be more also. Was that Black Superman movie announced prior no. to this? Oh, yeah. It was It was announced. Yeah. It was announced. Because yeah. uh, what's uh, Coates, Todd, what's how do you say? I can't remember. Uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yeah. He's like writing on that too. So like. I feel like you're not going to bring in a writer of his caliber and be like, hey, man, sorry. Let me, you know, like, I feel like they're going to like, he's got to obviously let that guy work to like end up with like the product that you want. Right. Even like inside or outside of, of Elseworlds. And he's contracted too. they might not produce what he makes, but he's contracted to turn in a script at the very least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, Vector, I know, I know, and I know the points you're making, I think they are like valid points. Like we should be worried about, but I, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like James Gunn's made a lot of like good decisions in the past. Like, like I've locked a lot. I liked. I have liked a lot of stuff he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think he'll end up handling this the right way. I think maybe it may seem kind of like a strong hand. Like you know they've been giving him shit about the Henry Cavill thing, and I'm like, 
it like it sucks, but it just had to happen. You know what I mean? Like it just it there was nowhere else to go with it. Like you couldn't. I, I'm trying to think of like a good equivalent. It would have been like, you know, like just like a, a well like an actor that plays a well known character, and now you have to come in and do your version of it. But it's like a guy that was doing the character before, and now you have to write it with your own voice. So he has to act in a totally different way. Yeah, maybe Bond. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like he's going to do the right thing. And like I said, in that interview, I there's a couple things. Like he talked about, you know, letting the right directors direct. They're talking about Swamp Thing's going to be a horror movie. Like Marvel's not doing that. Like what movie, like they got, they tried to kind of get there with, I think, Doctor Strange a, a little bit, right? Well, they did the to, like man go out thing. of the genre, you know? They did the Man-Thing movie on um, Disney Plus, and that was mm-hmm. kind of like a retro horror movie. It was like yeah. a throwback to the old, you know, like 40s mm-hmm. and 50s B-horror B movies. Yeah. Once and again, man thing is, DC copying Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Man-Thing is like... Um, the Marvel equivalent to Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm just saying, I think it seems like, you know, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of leeway given to like the creatives on this, uh, yeah. on this stuff. And I'm, I mean, I'm really excited about like the writers too. Like, like just seeing that list of writers, the, the one woman who was on, uh, she was writing on Watchmen, the TV yes. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's doing, I think she's doing Supergirl or Supergirl maybe. Um, I can't remember what she was on, but like no, because Tom just King the is names. doing Supergirl. Which, by yeah. the way, I didn't say that is my most anticipa- anticipated movie mm-hmm. is the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, based on the Tom King comic, which yeah. I did a comic book of the month episode. If anyone's interested and to hear my thoughts on the comic book, you can check nice. out my comic book podcast feed. But yeah, I like a lot of the writers that they had on uh, that they announced, and there's going to be more to come. Like I said, this is just the initial wave, but. Uh, Gunn said he has an eight to 10 year plan and mm-hmm. this is chapter one. So we're going to get a lot more, even in chapter one, there's going to be more stuff that's going to get announced. Yeah. And this is five step. years of his plan, maybe even more. Yeah. So he doesn't, he doesn't have that much. The only thing that, I mean, I take it back. He has a lot, but he doesn't have that much in the sense that you don't really have an idea of where it's going. Mm-hmm. There's no justice Lake movie in here. There's yeah. no, uh, justice society. There is no, uh, that's actually my extent of uh, huh. DC well, hero teams. What I want <laughs> this, <laughs> I want the James Gunn era to introduce Rob to new DC characters that he never heard of before. Where's just, the Mr. Dickslick movie? <laughs> just like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Before James Gunn, did you know any character from Guardians of the Galaxy? I knew Rocket and Groot. That was about it. That's what I want for this era. I want Rob to be like, yeah, Mr. Good. Yeah, he's one of my favorite guys because, um, you know, James Gunn. I want that <laughs> out of this. I want that to come out Hold on. How did I get hey over to Wagner's house just now? It's Rob. <laughs> that was so wild. <laughs> so that's what I want. Time travel is real. Yeah. We just proved it. Time from were there Were there two Robs in here? Yeah. <laughs> there were two, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. Here's uh, uh, Vactor's walking in. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. 
Guys, for anybody listening, that is not two vectors. That is not. That is Wonder Rob doing that voice. Oh, Jeff's walking in. Hold on. Oh no. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Wow. Oh man. (laughs) I just overall, I don't get the. Snyder, like the people who are so loyal to Snyder, they're like, we can't see anything but Snyder. Like, it can't those movies be. are dog shit too. Like, Henry Cavill only. That. Like, no. even the 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 YouTube and and TikTok shorts that I've been posting on this topic, people like a lot of comments are, it's gonna suck. It's not Snyder. It's gonna be terrible. It's like, wait a minute, we haven't even seen anything yet. What what do you mean? But the overwhelming majority has been negative. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll more more on this story as it develops. We'll just we'll just say that no video games ten years now, though, and yeah. so we'll see we'll see how this plan actually goes. Uh, we're going to move on to our Let's Play section. We played some big games this week. We're going to start with GoldenEye 007 being re-released on the Xbox Series X. <laughs> And the Nintendo Switch, of course, I don't play Nintendo Switch. Not until The Legend of yeah. Zelda: Breath of the Wild <laughs> Two comes out. That's been my it's been my pact with everybody since oh, I bought man. my OLED over a year ago. Mm. It is not coming out of the box, so I wasn't about to do it with this. But I did download it on Game Pass on the Xbox Series X. Uh, did either of you guys play this before I talk yes, about it? Just out I of curiosity, I'll give my quick opinion. I've downloaded this. I plugged in my Xbox and started it real quick. That game fucking sucks to wow. play now. God, that thing is hard to Whoa. play. Oh, just threw back. it off after hey, like guys. ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're already talking about it, Jeff. Don't you see yourself in the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. I had no oh, joke to that man. bit other than doing the voice. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I it was Rob. I don't know how much you played. I only played a little bit. I did the Vactor fifteen minutes on that one, and <laughs> yeah, man, this is this needs a remake, not a re-release. Uh, well, why is it bad? Holy shit! It was just like I just I played the the controls were terrible. I was like, man, this was ass. Like, and that's what we had back in the day. It, and I know, I know it's like, it's always been like that. And that's always like, it's kind of like Resident Evil. Like I think of Resident Evil back in the day as being cool, but you, you know, guys all played the this game called shit. Super Mario Brothers. This game is ass. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Two buttons. No, no. Mario holds down. up better than any GoldenEye ever. Any Mario holds up better than any any version of Goldeneye. Well, I played this game Pac-Man. Holy shit, this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All you can do is go up, down, left, and right. Yeah. Only four pellets. Mm-hmm. This sucks. You know, I think it was a limitation of that console at the time. Like, just the <laughs> one joystick, right, on the 64? Like, um, I don't know. It just, I'm like, I'd, I'd rather have a remake. Redo this. Re, you know what? I, I was talking to somebody about this. I was like, you know what I would love to see them do is like if they could put a uh, golden eye, redo the whole thing and reimagine it and do it in like uh, kind of give me the vibe of um, those new Hitman games, like do it in the same engine or something like that. Like just uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 
<laughs> give me like the same thing, right? Like, I, I don't know. Give me, I just, I need, I need something different than what Goldeneye was. I want something sort of like Hitman here, you know, give me something that plays kind of smooth and like is modern. Like, I think there's, I think there's a lot of, I think, I think you could do a remake of Goldeneye that'd be successful. I don't think you can keep re-releasing it like this is, is I guess my, my point. I played it uh, and so did Vector. I'll let Vector chime in in just a sec, but I did not think it sucked, (laughs) but (laughs) I went into the, (laughs) but I knew what I was playing, I guess. Um, The only thing I was, I was cautious about. Well, I've played before, but I'm like, it's just, you know, I just don't think it's. It's your nostalgia, like rose-colored glasses. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not out here saying, oh, this is better than, uh, this is way better than High on Life. Uh, (laughs) Better than Halo. (laughs) Masterpiece. Halo can can lick GoldenEye's boots. Uh, Doom Eternal. Uh, Nothing without this game. That's not what I'm saying. I, I just went back into the mindset of, a younger Rob when this game came out and I was like yeah this game was mm-hmm. good for when it was out because uh, I played that game up and down left and right inside and out and I did definitely feel like oh man <sighs> you know I don't know how you would describe the video game equivalent of this but like you know sometimes you'll like you'll maybe you'll smell perfume or the smell of cooking or the smell of the outdoors, but like a smell will just take you back mentally to a memory that you had mm-hmm. um, or eating particular food might take you back to like, oh, my mom used to make this. It was so good. And you just sort of are there in, for a second in your head. You're back there. Like, that's how this felt when I was playing it. I was like, man, I just remember sinking so much time into this exploring every nook and cranny wanting to look out really being into it and so i was enjoying it on that level of things i mean it's the game's rough (laughs) when it comes to (laughs) how it looks obviously uh how it translates how the controls translate the only thing i was pleased about was that it immediately adapted the dual stick controls on the xbox versus having the single stick controls which you have to go into the menu and do all sorts of configurations on the switch. So I was pleased about that. I played it on uh, the double O agent mode, hardest mode because I'm hardcore (laughs) and I got through the first level and it turns out I didn't beat the first level because I didn't turn off all the alarms. I was like, Oh, I forgot. So I had to do the whole first level again. So I didn't actually get past the first level, but I think this, I'll probably go back and play this. A little bit mm-hmm. here and there. It's not going to be like a time suck thing. You could probably beat the whole game in an hour or under an hour if you really tried. Uh, but it's it's not bad. It's not bad. What about you, Vector? <laughs> it was exactly what I expected it to be, and it's a little bit of both. Of I had the experience of remembering how bad the controls were when I when I fired it up. It also brought back memories like Rob and it brought back two sets of memories. The first set was when I originally played it, I was living in Japan. I was in high school and I remember all of my friends would come over and we would play on my Nintendo 64. And then the second set of memories was I played it when Halo first came out. I went and this is, I went over to my friend's house 
and we played Halo straight through. Like he would not put it down. He was like, we have to beat this. We have to play it. Um, I don't want any dinner, mom. I don't want you to come <laughs> in my room. We're mom, shut this. up, mom. <laughs> mom, shut up. Now, this is the same guy. I don't know if, if I told you boys this story before. This is the same guy. I was living in Hawaii at the time. I had come to visit my friend in San Antonio, stayed at his house, and when it came time for the daytime to uh, to show its head, he wouldn't wake up. He stayed in his bed, and I had to be entertained by his mom. And I'm like, all right, this is not fun. And his mom was like banging on his door. Nick, Nick, I'm oh taking God. him to the Alamo if you don't wake up. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, come on now. That's got to be my boy's <laughs> yeah. got to get make, up. Right? Don't let her take mm-hmm. me to the Alamo. <laughs> oh, didn't, my God. Didn't wake up. Fine. Go. I'm like, okay, oh I came my here God. to see you. Like, I came here to visit you, and this is how you treat me. So I did end up going to the Alamo the very first time. <laughs> wow. He did not forget it, Jim. He didn't forget his it. mom. And it wasn't like <clears throat> I was good friends with his mom. Like when oh, in, I, yeah. in that, high that's school. That's so ridiculous. You're not good friends I, with him either, it sounds like. <laughs> the Holy only time shit. I saw his mom, or, I'm sorry, the only time I interacted with his mom was, is Nick here? All right. Yeah. Let me inside or let oh my Nick come God. outside. So, yeah. So that was a, a traumatic memory. Was, he, not, was he mad at you? No. He was oh. like, he was just lazy. Just a piece of shit. And he thought that was normal. Like, he thought that was cool. Anyways. <laughs> so. Hold on. I would have been like, dude, I banged your mom at the Alamo. Oh, mom, you were gone. This, dude. That's immediately what I said. Never, I you know, no never for, remember the Alamo, baby. In the ways of a woman. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wish he still talked to me so I could bring up this memory to him. But I'll, I don't know. I'll never know if, uh, if he ever... Uh, I would regretted. never talk to this person ever <laughs> if again. Ever, if he if I came to this. visit you in another city <laughs> and you wouldn't get out of bed and you made me hang out with your fucking mom. I mean, like, it I, I, I can get along with your mom, but like, I'm here. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah very strange. Crazy. Very awkward. Anyways. So <laughs> at nighttime, he actually woke up and came outside. Right. <laughs> so at nighttime, we went over to another one of our friends from high school who was living in San Antonio. Now we all were in Japan in high school. Anyways, another friend who was living in San Antonio, we went over to their house after we had just beaten Halo. Right. And there, our friend's little brother had, he couldn't afford an Xbox. So he had GoldenEye. We're like, Oh yeah, we played GoldenEye all the time. And this is, you know, 2001, 2002. And we were like, Ooh, this is not (laughs) good. This looks (laughs) nasty compared to halo halo is looks great and now you think about it halo looked like garbage today but (laughs) they look exactly the same (laughs) that was my memories of this uh was playing both of those times in my life playing goldeneye so i i loaded it up and i said oh that's kind of cool that they cleaned up the the textures look sharp right like the Mm -hmm. the skins look sharp but everything is a blocky polygon and those type of, it's very interesting in gaming history. Like Rob mentioned Super Mario Brothers earlier. Anything that was like a sprite-based game, I think aged very well. Anything that was like these polygon-based games aged very poorly. And it's just an interesting thing to look at the technology 
and I'll talk about it with Dead Space. Remastering now has kind of breathed new life into some of these games. So I find that very interesting. But yeah, I, I had a, a mixture on GoldenEye. I remember loving it and having the great nostalgia for it. But this is probably a game I will never play again in my life. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, moving on. We also, uh, Vactor and I both played Hi-Fi Rush. I don't know if Jeff got around to playing this game. I did, did not. Did you play Hi-Fi Rush seen, this week? I've seen a lot of good stuff about this. It's my, it's on my list. So this was Shadow Dropped um, at the Xbox Developers Conference, which we talked about last week. Uh, it's a rhythm-based action platformer, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, I didn't really know a whole lot about it going in other than what i just said <clears throat> but it's a uh, i guess i try not to spoil too much i guess but i'll give you give you my impressions of it so it's it's a cell shaded very stylized rhythm game where in the background the game music there it's always playing it's the one song at least level to level it's the one song or variations off of the one song and you can hear the beat in your ear while you're traversing you know from point a to point b in this game and you'll encounter robot enemies and the idea here is to attack them to the beat of the music so you know if it's one two three four you're hitting x x x x and you're getting combos based on if you can do it to the to the beat of the music and how accurate you are to the beat of the music and the, the heavy attacks, skip beats, etc., And you can sort of chain these things together on top of the whole world, just reacting to the music. Like there'll be platforms moving back and forth to the beat of the music, uh, gears moving back and forth to the beat of the music, etc., etc. Um, I liked the style and the music, but I found myself having a, at least at the beginning, having a hard time, concentrating on attacking to the beat of the music and that felt like something that i sort of had to get used to what about you vector yeah rhythm games rhythm action games are very hit or miss for me like there's certain games that remember guitar hero and rock band like would you, those would you call this like similar to crypt of the necro dancer yeah that's what i was going to bring yeah, up is, yeah and high like cadence it's, high roll yeah whatever. it's like that but mm -hmm. not 2d not like on a flat plane it's like 3d right 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 and i think it works better as 2d i think crypt of the necro dancer works better than hi-fi rush i think hi-fi rush is very um not optimistic but like they're shooting you know the bar is is very high that they're going for mm -hmm. and i don't think it's a bad game i just think they're very ambitious with what they're trying yeah to ambitious do. i yeah. i just don't think it's very fun so as i was playing it i was like man i'd rather just be either just focusing on the beat or just focusing on the combat this one it's like you cannot get the highest score. You the whole goal is to be on the beat as you're doing the action. And for me, that just wasn't a fun mechanic. I would rather, like I said, just focus on one or the other. Uh, but it looks great. I think um, the controls are fun. I just didn't have fun with the core mechanic of the game. And so I don't think I'll be going any further with it. <clears throat> 
I was a little disappointed and I agree. I didn't I didn't have a whole lot of fun with the core mechanic. It was fine, but it it wasn't a game that like grabbed me, which mm-hmm. was sort of what I was hoping it would be because rhythm-based games are fun. Like I don't dislike yeah. rhythm-based games, but it was like I said that the the juxtaposition of wanting to run around and have an action uh, adventure type game, but also having to split my attention from that to attacking on the beat just took a little bit to get used to for me. And I, and it never just really clicked. Um, and eventually I was able to get it, but it was something that took a little bit of time. But what was disappointing to me, I, I got the impression at the beginning of how the combat was going to be. And it was not. So mm-hmm. there are these tutorial mm-hmm. levels at the beginning where the camera will be directly behind the character and there'll be you know a few characters in front of you and it'll it'll straight up show you on the screen like a metronome it'll be beat 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 hit x hit x hit x space hit y done and i was sort of envisioning like okay you get this sort of semi-open world thing and maybe you're running into instances and it switches to this perspective or type of gameplay where all of a sudden it's a rhythm game like guitar hero or um beat saber or something where you can see the the notes and the beats coming at you and you're trying to synchronize with that. And I was like, oh, that could be kind of neat. I could see this being interesting and having all these cool visuals happening and trying to hit the beats. But that's, of course, not what it was. It just sort of, that's just to to show you the concept of hitting buttons to a beat. But then when there's seven or eight guys coming at you at once and you're supposed to be attacking them on the beat and the, at least... As far as I can tell, I played it for a little over an hour. No real way to lock onto enemies, uh, jumping all over the place. Like it just didn't, it didn't click for me. The music was great, and the 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 art style was great. The the yes. enemies were great. The, I liked the world that they built. I was like, oh, this could be a neat little a little thing. But the gameplay just did not didn't get me. And this might be another instance of gameplay over story. Jeff, this might be, might be. And I liked the story from, from the tutorial that I played. I liked the world. I liked the art style. I liked the characters, but the, the 15 seconds of fun, you know, Mm -hmm. was not there for this one. So maybe if they turn this into an anime, I'll watch it. But the hi-fi rush video game, I will not, especially with, there's so many, so many games to play right now. I'm not going to go back to this. One. I yeah, might the, go back to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, Jeff, I don't mean to cut you off. I sorry, might go no, back no. to it, maybe, because so many people are are touting, oh, first game of the year candidate for 2023, Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, and I'm like, well, maybe maybe I just haven't given it enough of my time, or if I give it a little little extra, little bit extra juice, you know, maybe it'll click for me. So I might yeah. go back with it, but it's not clicking for me right now. <laughs> Well, it's always possible that the next level is great. Like, I only played the tutorial level. It sounds like, Rob, you got further than I did. But the tutorial level itself, I think, should always be like a a game demo where it's like, this is what the whole game is going to be like. And for me, it's like, if this is what the game is like, I don't want to spend any more time with it. But Mm -hmm. the next level could be great, you know? I don't know. and I was just going to comment that um, it was. Uh, I'm surprised actually you guys didn't have fun with it because I mean I've been seeing just nothing but like uh, a bunch of kind of like rave reviews yeah, about it. Same. Um, yeah. Although I did 
the one thing I did I did appreciate about this, and I had seen in a comment somewhere when it when it had dropped the other day, was you know, uh, in in video games like you know, in, in albums and Vector, you know this. There's a lot of like you know, lead up to like somebody's release in music, you know, for an album, and they don't say anything, and then it just comes out one morning or mm-hmm. one night on like mm-hmm. Apple Music or Spotify, or whatever, and you just you just start listening to it. In video games, we don't really get that. You know, we don't get like many surprise, just like, hey, here's a drop of a video game. Like there's no there's no lead up time. There's no time for, you know, Sessler to give it a review. You're not like overthinking it. And like this being on Game Pass, it kind of gave people a chance to just like, oh, hey, here's a new thing. Just jump in, try it, see what it is without having kind of any any lead up or bias, you know, or like overthinking on it. And I, and I thought that was a. Uh, it's nice to see that in video games because we just you don't just, you don't really get that very often you know where a game surprises you you probably get maybe a couple a year where that happens and um and I know not for you guys it obviously has not worked out <laughs> to be like a, a great game that you guys enjoy but uh, I think a lot of people have and like that is like uh, an interesting thing that uh, I yeah. wish we could get maybe a little more of in in games and that's why I'm so a little. I feel like I don't want to say an obligation, but I feel compelled to keep playing it a little bit just to see if, oh, there's something needs to click. So we'll see. I might go back to it uh, at a later date, but only time will tell you guys. Uh, Vactor played a little bit of Dead Space, the Dead Space remake, it looks like. Yes. And I can I can talk about that um, remake factor. It's very interesting, this current era of video games that we're in after all the resident evil remakes which i was buying those as they were coming out but then i just got too many other things on my plate so i never ended up finishing those playthroughs but i'm really becoming a fan of these remakes we got the last of us as well where you're taking this old game that i enjoyed initially when it came out and you're making it modern I think that even the um, the Turtles game, Shredder's Revenge, mm-hmm. where that was not a specific upgrade or or remake, but it was a spiritual remake where it's like, okay, this is what I remember it looking like in my head. If you can match my memory and then uh, m- update it for a modern day, that's when I think these remakes are, are um, a success because they're already taking a good game. It's not like they're necessarily taking a bad game remaking it and turning it into a good game dead space is a hundred percent a good remake i played thanks to ea play which if you got game pass you can get all of the ea play games i was able to download the very first dead space the original dead space and play it for comparison so i just played the opening up to the first save point and then i actually paid for ea pro for a month I signed up for a month and I immediately canceled it. So it won't <laughs> auto renew. Classic. <laughs> but this remake is exactly what I want. Like everything from the cutscenes to the mechanics, the controls, all of the interface, the visuals, everything has been ported to 2023. I forgot the first Dead Space was 2008. And playing that original one, it was like that golden eye experience where I was like, wait a minute, this does not look as good as I remember it looking. And it was like it brought back a nostalgia of 
when I, when Jeff and I were doing an Xbox podcast way back in the day, loving that time period of Xbox in general. And the core mechanic of dead space is shooting off alien limbs. And it's very satisfying the shooting mechanics. So this one, it was the exact same. Now they changed a couple of the buttons I noticed, which was kind of weird. The dash button or the run button is different. It was LB on the old game. And now it's you're pushing in the left analog stick to run on this new one. I don't know. Yeah, Call of Duty. They got the Call of Duty. I stuff like the going. I like the left bumper better uh, myself. But I also found it interesting that they re they changed some of the characters out. Where in the first game, it was all white people and one black guy, and then in this new one, they changed out a bunch of people where. Oh, there's an Asian guy over there. There's a Mexican guy. There's all, all right. Inclusivity, outer space. So, I thought that was interesting. And they recast a lot of the voices, even on the characters that were originally in the first one. They have different voices in the in the new one. So I thought that was kind of weird. And their dialogue is different. So they, they changed the script up. So it was like a complete refresh. It wasn't like they were just using the old audio files and, and uh, reskinning it. Huh. But I had a great time. This new Dead Space remake is very good. Um, if you like the first one, you'll like the remake. If you never played the first one, this is a great first one to play in 2023. Yeah. I might try that game this week. I haven't played Dead Space. I played it when it came out, but I don't really remember it all that much. Um, yeah. I was, so yeah. It was bringing back memories for me. So if you hadn't played it, Rob, or if you don't remember it, this is like... This is a good one. I I kind of wanted to keep playing it. That's that shows you how like right. a good game can the first have game that. of 2023 that Factor wanted to keep playing it. from 2008. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Excellent. All right. Well, uh, 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 I don't think I have it's anything great. else on the docket for this upcoming week. So yeah, maybe I will play Dead Space this week, and we'll we'll uh, report back. Uh, Jeff's got some stuff to say about God of War Ragnarok, it looks like. Yeah, I'm like, I think I'm about three-fourths of the way through this game, maybe a little more than that, probably like 80% maybe uh, through the game. And uh, yeah, this game is still, it is, it is, it sucks because I don't have, I wish I had like a full week of vacation to just play this game and just do it all the way through. Because going back and like playing this in segments has been kind of rough. Because uh, I've I've been forgetting things and all and all that stuff, but uh, the uh, I basically I don't I don't you guys have not continued to play right? I have no. I just, played, off. I just played um about an hour a couple of days ago. Oh, okay, so yeah, you yeah actually I think maybe we were I did, we did mention that. So I'm at the point where basically you unlock the third weapon uh, in this game. There's an additional weapon which is a, a spear, uh, which is really really fun and it's kind of nice it's kind of broken a little bit maybe like it's it's just really powerful like right off the rip so that's for kratos yeah 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 okay. yeah and uh you eventually go and man i'd say the segment of where you go how you get this weapon you have to go forge it and stuff and like what like the events happening around this time are, are very cool like it yeah this thing is it's funny i i, I put it on the game of the year list for me at number two uh, and like, this is, uh, you know, it's holding up to that, that standard for me, like so far I'm on my rest of the way through the game. And, uh, and I think maybe that's like, 
why the golden eye sucked for me is because I'm playing this like you're you playing know, God of War, <laughs> super mind, super modern game. Yeah, that has like all the perfect controls. You know what I mean for yeah. for now and like you gotta yeah. put and yourself I go back to this in 1996. <laughs> if you're gonna play Golden Eye right mm-hmm. now, you got to put yourself in 96. That's like okay. eating grass out of your front lawn, or just go to <laughs> Wendy's and get a, a you know a son of the Baconator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't don't tempt me with a good time. Uh, you know what I mean? Um but yeah, man, this game is still is still great. Like I you know, the story is 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 keeping me entertained. Like it's it's uh it's really great, but this the spear has changed up the gameplay enough and it's it's late in the game that uh you know, if if you guys are teetering on the edge, Vector, I don't know how far you are. Uh there's gonna be a point where you get it. It kind of it's just nice to have a game that is like refreshing that late, right? Like oftentimes I find myself like even in games that I really love, like you you know you're you're like 3 fourths of the way deep, you know, you're kind of past the mid story beats and you're kind of in that like lull before the final stuff kicks off. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of nothing there to like really entertain you. You just you're just kind of doing like I think of like the Halo games, right? Like when I'm like doing some of those missions later in the game and I'm just running in and out of these like tombs, like the half the mission is running in the other half is doing the same thing, but running out and you're like, man, like this is boring. Huh. Like get me, you know, do something different here. And reminds me of a game called game, uncharted. Yeah. Uncharted. Oh, no, yeah. No, in no. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the, uh, I'd say this, this game, like having this additional weapon that you get, it's kind of obvious if you're, if you're looking at the menu, so I wouldn't really call it a spoiler other than like, I guess you know that Kratos doesn't die three fourths of the way in uh, the game. Like it, it's not too much of a spoiler. And if you look through the menu, what are you, you talking about? He, tell di- he died like <laughs> dozens of times when I was playing. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, man, I, so I, you know, I, this game is, uh, this might be one of the all time games, boys is all I'm saying. This is up there. Like to have Elden Ring and this Good. in the same year, like what a crazy, what a crazy good year to have like really top tier of all time games uh, come out. Excellent. Excellent. Well, keep us updated on your God of War escapades, yeah. Jeff. Uh, we're going to get into this week's episode of The Last of Us. Spoilers ahead, everybody. Last of Us episode three premiered last week on or last Sunday on HBO Max. It was called long long time when a stranger approaches his compound survivalist bill forges an unlikely connection later joel and ellie seek bill's guidance uh again spoilers for this week's episode uh this episode is a a very i've i've noticed a polarizing episode uh between fans of the game casual people watching the show uh and everything in between mainly because it is focusing on the relationship between Bill and Frank, uh, a relationship that you don't really see as detailed in the game. You get told that the relationship is virtually the same in the game, but it's definitely not this, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, So let's get into it, boys. First and foremost, Vactor, did you... uh, did you enjoy this episode? This is just continuing this great show. Episode three is very good. I think it just continued the momentum that the first two episodes started with. 
And my wife, I think my wife. This is, <laughs> I think this was her favorite episode so far. She was in tears by the end of it. And immediately, I always know if she really likes something because when I look at her Twitter feed, if she's retweeted 90 tweets and 90 memes <laughs> from a show, I know she likes that show. Uh-oh. So she went ham on this episode. Every single thing that people were saying on Twitter, she was retweeting. So her joy also uh, makes me enjoy stuff more. So this was a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think um, I enjoyed this episode as well. I think it might be my favorite episode of the so far. But it's interesting to me that they would focus so much time to develop these two characters and to get you attached to these two characters, or at least attempted to get you to attach to these two characters, to uh, kill them in the same episode, and not really, okay, their story's done. Great. Um, unless they're planning on doing some flashbacks in future episodes that might be relevant to the story moving forward. But they definitely were just mm-hmm. like, hey, we're just going to take a step away from The Last of Us. Well, I know we're in episode three, but we're <laughs> yeah, just going to yeah. take a step away for a second. <laughs> and we're going to show you this. And we're just going to wreck you for an episode. Hope you don't mind. You know um, you know what this felt like, Robin? I think to, to, to add to your point that you're making now, mm-hmm. this feels like if this were in the video game, this would have been uh, the third DLC in the pack of like four. Not in a negative way like i don't think this is a bad episode of television i think this is a good episode but you're you're right it it feels a like away from the show kind of like you feel yeah, it does like it feels a little separate of it, from the show a little bit a little bit yeah yeah it's not bad like i said it's my favorite one like i even think that this this premise like if they elongated this and made it uh you know two hours they could have made this a movie. Like this could have been a, a good story for a movie to put out. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I really like. I like seeing everybody likes Nick Offerman, and everybody I think knows Nick Offerman for a particular character, Ron Swanson or a Ron Swanson type, and sort of taking that idea, but really pushing it into a dramatic fashion. I think was was really really great um and i don't I'm, I'm blanking on the other actor's name um the he's guy been in a bunch of stuff too though because i've seen he's like a he's been in a handful of of shows I believe. my wife yeah. of course i don't really i don't remember the name of the show off the top of my head so don't tell her because she'll get mad at me but she did <laughs> work she worked with him on a project oh um, dang oh uh, murray the actor who's yeah murray murray uh where she was i think she was doing some stand-in work um on a, a project that he was involved in, if I remember correctly. Um, and she was like, that's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy. I, was, I talked to him. He's so nice. That's what she was <laughs> saying about him. Um, but th- this episode was, was really great. And one thing I did like how it sort of all tied back into the, um, the stinger with the first episode with uh, the, the eras of music, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, what's playing, is a code for how well mm-hmm. things are going. And, you know, the eighties music they established as there's a problem versus these two uh, dying at the end and not being able to upkeep 
the uh, the protocols for the music and the 80s music played as a result. Um, so I thought that was a, a neat little tie-in as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, I think it'd be interesting. Like when I when I was thinking of it, I, I like I told you guys, I'm like, this might be my least favorite, just because it's like it just felt so separate. And like to me, it was, you know, like I don't think we're gonna see these characters again. So uh, it just kind of caught me off guard. Like you know what it was is we're going all the way through, and then you know they get into the uh, the fight scene where the guys are trying to raid uh, <clears throat> their camp or whatever, right? Their little town, and I look down. I'm like, man, it has been 45 minutes <laughs> of a flashback, right. like in this show. Um, I almost thought of it. I was like, you know, it'd be an interesting concept if, like, if you know, the franchise continues to to move upward, right? Um, if you had like some kind of like almost like Last of Us, like survivors, like kind of like a spinoff that would tell you know these kind of like mini stories that aren't super relevant to the main storyline of, of the games, but, you know, tell these kind of like side little things that happen there that are enclosed. It almost felt like, um, I, I know it's not, a, it's not a great comparison, but I'm just saying it from like, a uh, you know, the, the way that it's kind of like a small story within a, a larger one. Um, what's the rogue one, right? Star Wars, right. Where it tells this like other side story. It has a beginning, it has an end. It doesn't, you know, it, it kind of hands off to something else, you know, um, and, and it's it's totally valid and has all of its merits, but it's um, it just felt odd to like when I'm that deep in, I'm like, man, like the episode's almost over, like we don't have much more left to like of the of the two characters we're you know we're following here, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I would say like this is a great this would this would have been like if this had come out. I think when you look back on the show. This will be a, a a memorable episode for sure. Kind of like, uh, in fact, or you know, uh, the fly episode of, of Breaking Bad. I'm sure I'm Rob. I don't know if you watch Breaking Bad, but uh, yes, the uh, the worst episode of Breaking Bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and, and hey, I I would agree. I also did not love that that episode, um, but almost think... as bad as the tattoo <laughs> episode of Lost, <laughs> where we're learning about Jack's tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. In the grand in the grand scheme of Breaking Bad, I can appreciate that episode, even though I didn't like it. Where I certainly like this episode of Last of Us more than that uh, episode of Breaking Bad. But I think once maybe we're we're done, we're you know multiple seasons in here. I think this episode will be one that sticks out for uh, its uniqueness. I, I would assume because uh, I would assume the rest of the season, uh, unless they're doing this, you know, every few episodes. Uh, I think this Actually, one will be, uh, one that sticks out. I thought about that after watching this episode. I was remember trying to remember about the other characters in the game, and of course, I can't remember their names. But there's a there's a point in the game where you run across a mother and child, mm-hmm. and they stick with you throughout the game. And then I believe again, it's been a minute since I played the game, the first game, but like either the mom dies or the child dies, uh, is infected. And I was, I was like, I wonder if they're going to take those two characters and do another, like, mm-hmm. okay, here's just a story about these people, and every few episodes, because really, how much of a story is there outside of, uh, Patrick Pascal t- taking this girl just across the country? You know right, what I mean? Right. Up until the very end, you know, when the big t- twist, uh, uh, 
shocking, uh, tense ending of the game. You know, that's when it really kicks in. So I'd, I'd really be interested in seeing if that's what they end up doing. Uh, because they're, they're also supposed to tell the DLC story in this, I think is what they said. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes, but in my opinion, this was a, a, a really great episode. Um, fantastic work by Nick Offerman and, um, uh, Murray Barlett. It was just, it was great. It was a great piece of television and I'd recommend anybody watch it. I, I think you could even just watch this episode on its own. I think it would stand up if you didn't watch anything else and just show this episode to somebody i still think it would stand up as its own thing Mm -hmm. personally yeah yeah you could take away all context i think and you'd be like okay two survivors and kind of an apocalypse here and then you get that kind of side (laughs) story touch butts (laughs) (laughs) fantastic all right well uh, we'll talk about next week's episode of course because we're your number one source for last of us hbo content but before we wrap up this week's episode i want to tell you about a couple of things so don't turn it off just yet first of all let me tell you about the new and improved comic book kaiju oh wait the vactorverse podcast that's right uh trent explained it a little more in depth last week but the uh the comic book kaiju has gone over a rebranding and now it's the vactorverse it's the same same old host vactor the host that you know and love and the same great content weekly content about anything and everything comic books and i would imagine there's probably going to be an episode about all of these dc announcements a little more in depth too i'm just guessing i don't want to put you on the spot vector uh but there'll be another episode even even more in depth is that safe to assume maybe maybe <laughs> or or or, or yeah. this was it but uh you you definitely want to check that out vactorverse available anywhere you get your podcasts and uh, that's synonymous uh with his instagram his uh tiktok his twitter all the great comic book content under at vactor so take a look at that also you have the new and improved Treknopod, which i am allowed to officially say the name of it this week without getting in trouble shop uh, <laughs> so formerly known as uh Trechnological, a star trek shakedown now Trechnopod is out and Trechnopod is your weekly dose of all things star trek most recently they put out a co-captain's commentary star trek for the voyage home with special guest frank ramblings Ooh, shout out to <laughs> frank ramblings uh so let me ask you real quick. When we yes. do these commentaries, I'd like to get you boys just tell me if you've seen the movie. Have you yes. seen Star Trek Four? Yes, I have. No. Okay. okay. That's all. I just <laughs> want to know if you've seen it. <laughs> yes, I have seen it. I haven't listened to the commentary yet, but I have seen the movie. Uh, so you're definitely going to want to check out Trechnolot or excuse me, Trechnopod. Um, they are still on a hiatus right now but they are dropping these special little nuggets every once in a while to keep you to keep you interested but they'll be back in full force once uh what is it picard season three comes out yes well so and there you go guess what that is what? february 16th that's in two weeks two weeks Trechnopod will be back so keep your ear to the ground for that one you can find both the links to those shows in the show notes also you can find our link tree if you want to find us this podcast on social media you can click that link tree and get everything you need. Link tree forward slash the sandbox gamers. Don't forget, 
to subscribe, to rate, to review, to tell your friends because we thrive on it. We have 10 listeners. We need 11. We're shooting for 11. So that's where you guys come in. Thanks so much, everybody. GG. GG, 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 GG. I found a spear.